DNA, Darcy Walsh here again, and I have another one of my new friends that I met over in Moncton. So today we have Dylan Ward. Welcome, Dylan. Hi, thanks for having me. So I did reach out to you because of your band, but I am curious because the name Dylan Ward I know as well. So have you done other stuff previous to being in Marion or is it that you're the primary songwriter and that's why your names <laughs> send up some kind of flag in my memory? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like I have been a songwriter and played in bands for like ever, like uh, back in high school and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If you're from the Miramichi area, that might've been kind of where you might've heard of me, but then also uh when i moved to fredericton i played in a band called david in the dark for a number of years okay um but that wasn't me uh being like a songwriter i was the bassist and uh um, sure. i also have uh a recording studio and i make records with bands i've been doing that for a long time as well uh that my studio is called shift work recording so um I've definitely seen your name. I've definitely seen your name as working with other people, like helping them with their songs. So I, I've definitely seen your names a few times there that way. So yeah. you've been doing it for a long time, as you alluded to already. So you got your start in Miramichi area? Yeah. So I'm originally from Il Ground First Nation, which is like just right outside of like Newcastle area. Um and that's basically where I started playing music with my friends and uh, started writing songs together. And, and my ultimate goal was to get like my own CD. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just thought that would be the coolest thing in the world. And uh, my friends and I and bands, we just scrounged together enough to get a system where we could record onto a buddy's computer. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I, kind of took the most interest in it um, and kind of took the lead on doing that. Um, and then when I was finished uh, high school, I moved to Fredericton. I went to a recording school that was here. Uh, unfortunately, it's not here anymore, but um, that's kind of how I made my way to Fredericton. That's how I kind of started having music as like a, a path for a profession. Yeah. And then uh you know, now I just play music. I have the studio. I do live sound around here in, uh, in Fredericton a lot as well. Uh, I've been working at the Cat, uh, the bar, uh, you know, world famous music bar uh, oh, yeah. in Fredericton here. Uh, I'm the head sound tech there. I've been working there for like 10 years, which is wow. pretty crazy. Um, basically, when I was like 19, I just like started working there or 20, something like that. But uh yeah that's kind of like the the kind of gist of me kind of getting into the music scene uh and kind of where i'm at right now and what now i know that for marion you're bringing your sound to the band as well but before we get too much into the specifics of the band and the sound with everyone together you do have like, obviously, there's some type of Tom Petty influence there. Mm -hmm. uh, so in your earlier days, was that kind of a like a singer songwriter type thing? Was that kind of the vibe you were going for? Was it more folky or were you more rocky in your earlier days? 
Yeah, uh, that's a great question because I actually wasn't. I had no real... Um, I wasn't really listening to that kind of music when mm -hmm. I started playing and I really didn't have any interest in it um, too much when I was starting to figure out, you know, being a songwriter and stuff like that. Um, but what I came to, found, to, to find out much later in my songwriting journey is that I grew up with like all that music. Um, yeah. Like my parents were huge fans of Tom Petty uh you know the beach boys was like another big one uh i would hang out with uh my whole family would hang out uh a lot at my grandmother's spot um who the name uh marion comes from it's that's my grandmother's oh. name actually um and i have very early memories of all of us hanging out at her place her and my grand grandfather's spot um and just always listening to records like all the time and they were big into like country uh you know like johnny cash and um uh um blanking on the on the other dude's name anyway just like just music was playing all the time and um i don't think i really realized how much that stuff really affected me until kind of way later in life um hmm. But it definitely instilled uh, like a love for music, and I always was super interested in in it. Um, and uh, but when I started kind of writing music, I was into like a lot of heavy metal early on. Like, mm -hmm. and all my bands were like, my, essentially, my first band was like a Metallica cover band. Um, and but when I really started trying to write songs, I was really into uh, a band called Spoon yeah uh, yeah so like spoon kind of changed everything for me um because i was really just super into like metal and stuff like that and i wasn't really into i didn't really think bands of like my time were like really that cool yeah, uh, sure. i just thought they were like you know i wasn't really into pop music or anything like that um i just couldn't really find it or like or whatever um and there were so many classics that I was just still kind of running through, you know, like Led Zeppelin, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, like all this stuff. Right. Um, Absolutely. But then I, I, I distinctly remember hearing uh, like my first spoon track and I was in the back of my buddy's car and he was like, you got to check out this band. Uh, and it just like blew me away. Like the sound of it, the soundscape um, and just like, the songwriting I thought was really cool. And uh, the mm -hmm. lead singer, Britt Daniel, his voice is just like incredible. Um, and I was like, wow, this is like the coolest sounding thing I think I've ever heard. Uh, and I just got super into this band. And at the time, then I started kind of getting into like a different style. So I was like, started to really get into like the Pixies and like the Smiths. And I kind of had this like 80s, 90s, new wave, yeah. post-punk sort of thing happening for a while. And uh and slowly was starting to get into more kind of songwriting, like interesting songs uh, where that stuff was really kind of poking out at me rather than me just trying to play fast and heavy all the time. Yeah. Um, I can see those connections too, because I'm following along with my own musical interests and I can kind of picture when the genres that were mainstream were kind of the ebbs and flows. And you're kind of just on the, the outskirts of that with, what you were picking up on it's mm -hmm. it 
Yeah. And, and you can like, see those influences. Yeah, for sure. And the, uh, and then when I kind of started to come back into like my own songwriting, so I, I was in this band called Dave in the Dark. I'm, I'm also in another band called Brookside Mall that I've been part of for a while. And we just released a couple of songs after like five year hiatus, which is hilarious. Uh, but um, I was kind of like working on songs and being creative with writing songs again, but just kind of with other people instead of like fully presenting my own song. And, mm -hmm as I was like slowly getting into that, um, that's around that time is when I started to really kind of dive back into the, uh, like, like the Tom Petty's and, mm -hmm. and I got into the Beatles like way, way late in, in, in my life. Um, and again, like the beach boys, like, I don't know. I just kind of went into like these songwriter, uh, you know iconic bands um and then come to find that you know uh uh brit daniel from spoon is like a huge tom petty fan mm -hmm. um and uh you know so much so that i think he played like that band played on like when he died they did like a big live show of all these different artists covering them and they were one of the bands that were like on there and i was just mm -hmm. like it's great um yeah so it all kind of is connected in, in some kind of strange way and um it is often when people hear us play they always say like there's some kind of tom petty <laughs> influence and like a 90s thing like some mm -hmm. sort of 90s sounding about it which which i think is cool i wasn't really thinking of that kind of like the late 90s early 2000s like when we think back we jump into like we went from grunge to like new metal but there was like a pop punk and then there was the british music that was coming which falls in with like the spoon stuff and everything at the same time like there was a new sound that was coming through like i mean oasis is probably the biggest band anyone mm -hmm. would remember but there was a ton of it coming out of that region at the time and it was kind of blending with all the different genres that were vying for the top spot of the pop market yeah uh, i think i think a band that I would have somehow, I think really did make an impact on me as well, even though I, um, I probably wasn't aware of it, but I think Sloan was like a yeah. huge impact because that's like exactly what they do. Like they're like the nineties version of the Beatles or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like um, I was actually drawing Sloan comparisons when I, I went back and listened to your first EP and the full album mm -hmm. and that was something that was floating back in my head because some of the bands from Prince Edward Island that I'd interviewed there, uh, Gizmo and Absolute Losers, they have that same kind of mm. 90s Halifax era sound. And yeah, yeah, I definitely, Sloan was definitely floating to mind there for sure. Yeah. And then like, uh, and of course the other big one is, is Joel Plaskett, right? Like yeah. he's, he, he's big there and like us, actually working with him on our on our first album was just like so so cool um and joel's like was very nice and uh that was like just an awesome time to do that and yeah, like I, the kind of like the perfect person to to collaborate with on with that record oh yeah absolutely i did see there that it was recorded at fang so no sorry it was it was recorded at my studio oh but we, but we took 
yeah, we took it and we mixed it over there with Joel. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, which was interesting. But we ended up we st- we actually did end up doing like a little bit of recording over there. Um, just uh, he had so many great ideas and he was like started laying down parts and stuff. Like he he did like a he did a lot of like really cool things, uh, which is just such a credit to him being such a like a a, a music professional. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. He's certainly is a producer. Like he, he was hearing things uh, that in our songs that we hadn't really noticed and then would accentuate them. And, or if there was an idea, he was like, this is the idea. Let's take it one step further. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was, that was like super, super fun. And now one thing that's kind of common with all of those Actually, I'm just trying to make sure I'm, this isn't inaccurate, but forgive me if there's an exception in there. But with the influences that we all just mentioned and the people that you were collaborating with, like the harmonies is really the common thread of all those that, and the same thing that you have. Now, you have a female vocalist as well to do harmonies with in your band. Mm-hmm. So was she there right from the inception of Marion? You know, she actually wasn't, um, but she has always been a part of the band, uh, like for very early on, but just not in like an official sort mm-hmm. of capacity. So uh, we had another bass player, um, and but basically, like anytime he couldn't make a gig, um, uh, I always wanted uh, Jerry Fay, who who we're talking about, um, to to fill in on bass, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's kind of how we kind of got connected was, was, um, well, she's been a a, a musician and a songwriter like her whole life and has been around in the scene forever. And we've definitely have known about each other, uh, for a long time. Um, but it was really kind of her filling in on bass. Um, and, uh, that really kind of started, started it all. Um, and I, specifically why I thought she would be a good addition was because uh, I always thought she had such a great voice and a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, for whatever reason, thought that that would blend with mine uh, in, in a, in a, in a nice way. Um, so she, when she started kind of filling in every now and then um, uh, she would play in the band more. And then there was this period actually where we were like for, we were a five piece where she oh. was actually the, the other guy was still playing bass and she was playing like keys and like acoustic guitar. It was like this very short lived period. Uh, but it was super fun. Um, but because I wanted our kind of her voice and my voice there. Um, and at that time, you know, even having, um, the uh evan our other our our old bass player like we could have done three-part harmony and that was like the goal i was like three-part harmony somebody playing keys or organ and acoustic guitar like that would like fill in all the holes and um and uh it did for for a a short period uh evan he ended up moving away from fredericton and then it was just an easy uh an easy position for jerry Fay to kind of hop into um we're also married now, me and Jerry Faye. So oh, okay. Yeah, I was going like... to say that you guys have a good, I was going to use like the word organic or something so I could stick away from chemistry, but I'll mm-hmm. use chemistry since I know there's romantic 
interest there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, that comes across. That's that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, we 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 got together around that kind of same time, and um, yeah, we literally got married in September. So oh, well, congratulations! Thank you. Love to hear it. And so maybe we should take a moment to go over who the other two members of the current lineup are then. Sure. Uh, so on drums we have Stefan Westner. And on lead guitar, we have Tim Everett. Um, so I've been playing music with those guys for like like 10 years, basically. Uh, they both played in my old band uh, where I was playing bass in. Um, and yeah, we've just been playing music together for a long time. So basically when that other band was, was kind of slowing down, that's when the Marion kind of project started up uh was kind of filling in that gap um so all those guys basically poured it over into my band um and then eventually you know uh that band ended and this one just picked right back up it's it's an awesome it sounds like it's i i did kind of know the answers to some of the questions from research but i wanted to kind of get that story out of you about how all those things happened and it's really great to hear that those sounded like smooth transitions like it's not like and then buddy gave me a black eye so we had to kick yeah. the band yeah 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 no no, no like, none of that yeah a yeah, nice evolution that. of the band as you went along yeah very much so very much so an evolution and so you had an ep out and then your first full album the one that we talked about uh that you worked on with joel plaskett that was called hit record yes or and then, record. oh, there you go. Well, what what was it? Was it hit record or was it hit record or was it just up to the listener? It's up to the listener. Changes I, day to day. Depends I did you, find I, it. Yeah, it was ironic. If you have your glasses on or not. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're. Uh, I I just thought because I was obviously calling it hit record, and then when the single won for the top single of the year, yeah. was it uh, Music New Brunswick Awards? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Song of the year. yeah. I just I thought that was kind of ironic that you 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 almost knew that you had something good there right off the bat. We, we we dreamed it into existence, you know. Yeah, no, that was that was really cool. Uh, that uh, the the story of of that uh, of the album is a, another band that I I haven't quite mentioned yet, but that is a huge influence on me and uh, kind of like right now I'm still sort of living in this like being obsessed with this band. But there's this band called Big Star. Okay. Um, yeah, who has an incredible story, and uh, as as a band and as certain members of that band, it's just incredible. But they're all like just awesome songwriters, and um, kind of near the tail end of the record, like where the last kind of few songs I I finished for it and that made it onto the record are there there are you can sort of hear how my songwriting is starting to change a little bit and. Uh, what we're working on now is much more kind of that sort of style, but, um, but anyway, so big stars first album is called uh, number one record. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was them basically being like this record so good that it's got to go to number one. Uh, it didn't. And it, there's a crazy story about why it didn't and stuff like that. But uh, I thought that was pretty uh, funny. So yeah. that was us trying to, uh, trying to uh just kind of steal that idea a little bit 
And so I know when I did catch your showcase as well, there was new material in there or unreleased material. Maybe, maybe it's not brand new, but I assume new if it's a showcase. So yeah. does that mean there's a follow-up album coming? It's been probably about a year since the other album came out. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're, we're writing lots right now. I'd say we're about like halfway through. Um, mm-hmm. And the 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 hope is to is to uh record over the winter here but we here's got, we got lots of we got lots of ideas and stuff like that and and uh yeah to if it if we can start recording in the winter that would be amazing yeah it's, it's we're getting into a loop in the industry i i've noticed because you can tour so well especially in our regions here that you can tour so well in the summer that people are recording in the winter promoting and dropping singles through the spring and then just tour 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 all summer and then when it starts to get cold again it's time to start recording again but it seems like it seems to also organically be fitting with where the artists that i've been dealing with anyway seem to naturally be getting their inspiration in those times because you're you're wanting to get out there on the road and then you come back with a whole bunch of new experiences and a whole bunch of new ideas and you're ready to sit down and start flexing that muscle again. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny how just like weather and climate and all that things just like they really predict our behavior sort of thing. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, um, And I, I know this specifically too, it's just like owning a recording studio is like, I get like no work in the summer. Like it's very, very like right now it's like packed. Like as yeah. soon as like, like basically there's a big music festival here that happens in Fredericton called Harvest, mm-hmm. Harvest Music Festival. And when that is done, that's like the end of summer. Like that's yeah. like, you know, school has started. It's the last big hurrah. And then everybody comes to the studio basically. So yeah, like that's... lots of projects coming in right now. And, and then, um, and that will carry right through until the winter winter spring a little bit and then yeah summer it's just like it's just quiet but like like you're saying everybody's just on the road like everybody's playing shows on the weekends and stuff like that and people still have jobs mostly so um including me like i play a lot of shows too during the summer so well and being that i said all that i know a lot of people because of that with this time of year and also with the holidays coming up and i mean for a lot of people award season just happened as well so a lot of people take this time to kind of rest and reconnect with their family and friends and whatnot so there's not as many performances for especially the more independent bands so is that the case with yourself will there be some live dates throughout the winter or are you kind of taking a little downtime so you can focus on the music for now I think uh, for us, we'll probably do some downtime. Um, the We actually just finished uh, a weekend run of shows with mm-hmm. Kylie Fox. Yeah. We played over in Moncton again um, and over at Harvey Hall, um, which those were great shows. But that was that's the last thing I think that we have in the books. Um, and we're just going to take the time to uh, concentrate on writing and and get get our schedule together for recording and stuff and the 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 hard thing with kind of doing both at the same time is that you uh you lose just valuable time just 
rehearsing, right? Like just getting ready for the show or, and you lose valuable kind of like free mind space when you're always thinking about booking and scheduling and, you know, making sure everything's kind of lined up. Um, so we, cause we've done that in the past, like, like making our first record took a long time. Now mm -hmm. that was also when COVID was happening and that really, uh, um, prolong the process as well sure yeah. but but uh yeah when you're kind of working on a record and playing shows at the same time it it it, it can really kind of uh prolong the whole thing so uh we're trying to not have that happen and trying to make it as streamlined as possible so uh, yeah we'll take the we'll take the winter to to definitely write and hopefully get the get some recording done maybe that will spill into the spring but um but I'm excited to, I definitely want to keep playing shows because it, it, you know, we had a really good run when the, when the record came out, we had a nice good tour, a really good summer festivals, stuff like that. And um, this summer with, with me getting married and, and, uh, and all that just like wasn't as much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there's definitely part of me that is itching uh, to kind of, start start hitting the road starting hitting the maritimes all over again like doing mm -hmm. all that um yeah but it'll all come for sure and i mean it's a little early for anyone to announce any plans or anything but for getting around the maritimes it's nice that this year we're gonna have ecmas are in charlottetown i believe and then the junos are in halifax so there's gonna yeah. be gonna be a lot of moving going on over the next 12 months for sure yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's super cool. The Junos, I, Junos are gonna are gonna be yeah. so close. Might yeah, have to go. Yeah, actually, somewhere off to the side here, I have, you can kind of see the tail end of some tickets and stuff that are on the wall there. There's right. there's actually tickets from the last time they were in Halifax. Oh, was, cool. Yeah, I was there yeah. as a spectator, but uh, yeah, that's further back in history than I care to admit. So I, I don't look <laughs> too hard at the date on it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And now. I want to give a quick shout out as well, because since you mentioned Kylie Fox and a little bit of a challenge between the two of you, because I have a similar question for her. I also heard new material and she's also been on a similar cycle as far as timing, but I do see that she's also performing here in the Glasgow this weekend at the shoebox with uh, Burry and uh, another artist who I apologize is brendan howard i think is his name there you go that's exactly yeah. who it is so yeah um she's obviously not slowed down yet she's got a, a few dates left with that little uh round of tour but uh I, i'm kind of curious to see between the two of you which one of you has the new material released first so i think that's oh. a little bit of a challenge between you ah that is a good challenge i would say that she will have it done i think she's much further along oh in, really in her album than than we are yeah um i i would think so but i don't i don't know really like where uh i don't know if she has like a release date in mind or... yeah we've had her on before but it's been long enough i think it might be I'll, i'm gonna have to uh stop her when she's passing through town here and see if she has a few minutes to give me a little update that would be great yeah well i can tell you for sure that Kylie Fox is like one of the hardest working musicians uh, that I know. She, she, yeah. like, she is the hardest working musician I know, I think. Uh, and uh, I know that when she does stuff, she does it right. So like she's 
she's probably working on a, a big a big plan you know yeah I, mean? like, I imagine yeah to, to make that whole album release um but i i can't wait to hear it because her new band is is really awesome and they've had a lot of time to gel and and work on these new songs and, and really kind of become like a unit um mm-hmm. and it was great to to hear them perform over this last weekend because they're sounding like like really really good yeah uh, i caught them around the same time i caught you there in moncton and that was my first time seeing her with the full band at all mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah e- equally impressed i believe yeah yeah so it's big things big things for her for sure and what would you like to play for people that are just being introduced to Marion now for the first time as kind of a showcase of what Marion sounds like? Sure. Uh, so I would say a good song to listen to is uh, the one that won the award, um, which is called Astral Plane. Uh, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good taste of what the band is like. You know, like we can get a little rocky uh well we you know there's some big harmonies big riffs uh it, it has the, the soundscapes and the harmonies that we talked about throughout the episode yeah, too, yeah. so it really is a good selection it's a it's a gong there's gong hits at the end of the song uh you really kind of listen we had to we brought up a gong into my studio <laughs> sweet just to kind of make it big so anyone that's yeah. watching a version of this instead of just listening i'm I'm assuming I haven't edited it yet, obviously, because we're just recording now, but I'm assuming the timing of that should probably be around the time the East Coast DNA logo comes up with the request to subscribe. Because mm-hmm. I usually have a fade right at the end. So don't shut it off just because you already subscribed. Listen to it so you can hear the gong. Yes, perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for your time, Dylan. And uh, down the road, I'm thinking probably maybe spring, early summer, we'll have to have you back on, maybe some of your bandmates, and we'll talk about what the new material sounds like and what your new tour dates are going to be. That sounds awesome. Great. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. <laughs>